does our society not value mothers? And how did we get here as a society? We discuss this and more with very special guest, Sally Clarkson, on this episode of The Overthinkers. Hello, thinking people's thinking people. Welcome to The Overthinkers, home for the creative intellectual and the only cult that wants you to think more, not less. I'm your host, Joseph Holmes, filmmaker, film critic, professional insomniac, and with me as always is my rambunctiously relatable co-host. Nathan Clarkson, actor, author, filmmaker, and proud mama's boy. Oh, okay. <laughs> Which goes hand in hand with our, with our subject today and our oh, guest. Oh, man, yeah. what a great segue. Thanks. So uh, today we have a very special guest. She is a best-selling author, speaker, and host of the podcast At Home with Sally Clarkson and Friends. She is the author or co-author of two, 20, excuse me, over 20 books, including Mission of Motherhood, Desperate, Different, which was co-authored by our very own Nathan Clarkson. Correct. And her latest book, Awakening Wonder. And if that weren't enough, she is the mother of my co-host, Nathan Clarkson, which means she was highly instrumental in the existence of this podcast. Correct. <laughs> she is the sensational the suave, the spectacular, Mrs. Sally Clarkson. Mrs. Clarkson, welcome to the podcast. Oh, with an intro like that, I'm so happy to be here. <laughs> we get a lot of comments about our intros, Mom, so I had to make sure he, he did a good one for you. Yes, he put, yes, uh, well, thank you. No, I put, I put a lot of work into this. This. Thank you very much. It's, it's, a, it's a great honor to have you on. So, all right. So today we are asking whether our society values or undervalues mothers. Mothers have long been revered in Western civilization and Western art in particular. Glorifying depictions of Mary were staples of uh, throughout Western, uh, throughout the medieval and Renaissance period in art. And when society became more secular, depictions of mothers became more secular and wide ranging, but no less venerated. Even today, Mother's Day is one of America's biggest holidays with CNN reporting that in 2019, US consumers spent $25 billion celebrating their mothers. That said, many argue that modern society does not value mothers or motherhood. According to the Motherly State of Motherhood survey, a full 85% of millennial mothers say that society does not understand or support them. Various critiques of motherhood and the way society handles them have been about how monetary value isn't attached to it. And so it often constitutes, for many people, slave labor. And According to the article and study, The Symbolic Annihilation of Mothers in Popular Culture, it argued that pop culture treats motherhood and mothers as disposable. Mrs. Sally Clarkson, you are not only a mother yourself, but you've also written and spoken about motherhood for years in books and on your podcast, and as such have gotten a chance to speak to and hear from mothers in ways that many others have not. So mm -hmm. in your experience, in what ways do you think that society does and does not value mothers, and do you think it leans more one way or the other? Well, I definitely think that uh, our culture has lost the imagination hmm. of what um, of the role that a mother can have in the life of her children. We know that all of science and attachment theory and um, any kind of research would undergird the fact that mothers are extremely important to the attachment, the foundation, the vocabulary, the emotional health. Uh, the, the um, actually the scholastic uh, fruitfulness of a child, uh, all of the science depicts that. Uh, however, I think as a culture, uh, we don't value it. We don't um, lift moms up. We don't uh, provide them with support systems. 
And I think even as a culture, uh, whereas for thousands of years, there was community, there were grandfathers and grandmothers and cousins Hmm. and aunts and children to play with. And so there actually was a whole community helping in the embracing, loving, raising of children. And now all of that, uh, the responsibility oftentimes falls heavily Hmm. on an individual woman by herself with no support systems, with no training, uh, with no value to um, to say that what she's doing is is of great importance. And so I think women feel isolated, lonely, confused, and they weren't trained for the job. And Hmm. so it's really totally overwhelming to them to entertain or to have this sweet little infant um, who comes into their lives, but they they totally change the life of the mother and the mom is just without resources, without training, without emotional support. So that's a very long answer. No, it's, <laughs> no, it's very good. We like long yeah. answers. Yeah. but uh, I want to It's all... a very long answer to say that um, I think that probably uh, today in history, most women don't feel supported valued and many people feel inadequate at the um really living out the role as a mom and also i'll add on top of that i as someone who it takes in a lot of media and takes in a lot of Hmm. news and just looking at the world in general i have Mm -hmm. noticed um i guess in the past day because i'm interested to hear what you have to say about this joseph because i know you have more even specific examples but i've noticed that motherhood is not something that is considered uh, as uh, with the same importance as it has been in previous um, times throughout history. Right. You know, like you mentioned, motherhood, if you look at classical art, was all the way through it. The yeah. mother was this um, almost kind of- Elevated. Uh, elevated, yeah. yeah almost uh, had a, a, a um, I'm looking for the word, above human quality yeah, yes, about them. Yeah. They, they were- Transcendent. Well, yeah, yeah, transcendent. Yeah. Uh, quality about mothers. In our art, we see that they are the wellspring of life. They're where life comes from. And I don't exactly know what changed. I, I have- I guess have that some you suspicion. do, yeah. Yeah. Have some and suspicions. I have some suspicions yes. <laughs> um, that through the last um, hundred years, we see this emphasis taking off, taken off the importance of motherhood and the connotations that come with it. It's just a chore. It's something that um, women who aren't intelligent enough or can't get a high paying job have to do. And it's something that has been lowered in value um, in the zeitgeist of our culture. And even when you watch movies and you see TV shows, very often um, it depicts motherhood as this thing that you're trying to get out or this chore that you had dumped upon you right. where really you want to live this really great life. I mean, I, I think it was Eat, Pray, Love was a movie. I, I don't know if she's necessarily a mother, but this kind of sentiment or wild or whatever it is yeah. about women who are wives and mothers and all of a sudden they hate it and they want to escape their life. And the movie kind of praises them leaving those roles and going and finding freedom and, you know, finding right. young lovers and going around the world and, you know, living adventure. Cause that's the real life. And the, this kind of, like you said, mom, this vision for motherhood and what it can be has been lost, I think, in this culture. And I think that will play to a detriment because ultimately, as you said, the science backs up yeah. how vitally important mothers, parents, but especially mothers are in the lives of creating children, which are a society and the health mm-hmm. of a, and the health of an entire society is basically born on the back of mothers. And mm-hmm. if that's not seen as a role that, to take seriously, that's good and that's beautiful, that's really worthy. If we have lost all that veneration, then people aren't going to see that as something to really put time and effort and, um, and, and like you said, capture that vision uh, for what it could be. And ultimately, um, 
you'll have a society that falls apart because we don't have this value for raising our kids and for being there and and carrying out this role um, that only a mother can fill. Um, Joseph. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I have, I I have, I have thoughts as, as I do. And I want to throw this out there sort of to you uh, and see what you think of it, Mrs. Clarkson. One thing I think that is a big difference between the era, you know, era of classical art and Renaissance art and how it depicts sort of um, motherhood versus today is that people actually had, you pointed out, families were a lot more uh, staying together a lot more. And I don't mean just like, you know, families breaking apart in the way we think of today, but when people did work, they did work in the home. You know, so they were not, children were not leaving the home in order to go make their way. And, right. you know, husbands were not leaving as not as many husbands were, were leaving the home in order to make their way. Because you see, the thing that I find in like sort of today in modern movies is that all of the mothers that are depicted are portrayed, almost always, are portrayed positively. They're portrayed even veneratively, but they're a side character within the story. Mm. And part of that issue is that none of the people making these movies are mothers um, or if they're mothers, they're mother, you know, like they're women who are spending most of the time in working and not mothers because of course to make a movie is to be spending most of your time in your work for the most part. Yeah. And the thing is because it used to be, of course, if you were a painter and you were painting a piece of art, you were, you know, you, you would be working a lot, but you would also be staying near you know, right. people that your family and therefore you would have much more experience of what that was like and therefore be able to depict it in your art. So the thing mm -hmm. is, the people who are creating our art nowadays are not creating are not people who know anything about what motherhood is like in a way that they can articulate it, um, especially mm -hmm. appreciatively. Does that right. make sense or resonate with you, Mrs. Clarkson? Yeah, it does. And I, um, you know, of course, I've studied this a lot and thought about it, but it's a it's really a financial issue because hmm. if you look at the industrial revolution um up until that time um there was no uh, there were no trains there, there were no means of having people go from uh, place to place so quickly Planes. or, or yeah. automobiles right but also uh there was a, a a big need in the factories yes for workers and so you had your your um your women who were poorer and also men who were poorer that filled up the factories. Um, right. And so it, it was a devastating blow to the community of family because it used to right. be that mothers and fathers raised children. Yeah. Right, yes. So if they were farmers, um, then, you know, they're farming, you know, one person is doing the garden, the other one's taking care of the it's animals. It's a family business. It was a unit yeah. together, yeah. Or bakers or uh, yeah. whatever, you know. And so really it was around 1860, uh, 1860s when so much of life just was transformed and women started um, saying, I, I have to work in a factory to make enough money to support the family. It was right. a, it's a long story how I would describe it. But um, we can't overestimate over, uh, how important uh, once you had airplanes and trains and planes, people mm. started moving all over the world. Right. Uh, whereas before people were community oriented, they were land oriented. Um, right they grew up in the same community. As a matter of fact, I was reading a statistic recently that said that um, when someone got married, the average person married somebody within three blocks of their home. Right, yeah. Wow. yeah. You know, uh, somebody with their values in their community. And um, so I think it was, a, it was a slow development, but from our point of view, um, as we land at this point in history, um, right. and of course I was, um, I'm 67, so I was raised during the, 70s at the pinnacle right. of when women 
um, there were more divorces, there was birth control, there were many things that abortion um, became on the rise. So it became possible to avoid the familial bond right. or, or responsibilities. And, yeah. And, and I didn't have my first child until I was almost 31. And I, I remember holding Sarah, my first child and thinking, oh, I mean, it was a shock to me. I thought, oh my goodness, this is a stewardship. This child will have eternal implications. Mm. And I almost felt like God was whispering into my um, heart or my mind um, the way that you love this child will teach her how to believe in my love, the way that mm. you develop her soul, the way that you invest in her uh, intellect, the way that you invest in her virtue and character. I kind of had this situation in my hands or this person in my hands, and I realized that how I shape this human being, because sometimes I think babies lose the, the value of this is a human being. Mm whose beginnings, the foundations are going to determine not just their lives, but generations to come yes. because all of us have influence right. on yeah. uh, people all around us. And, and affect so, the world around it. Yeah, absolutely. Right. And I, I even look back all the way to Mary um, and Mary mm, yeah. birthed. She, first of all, she, she held the life of Christ and then yeah. he was the first one to birth him into the world. And um, and to take responsibility for saying the Shema, that's the Deuteronomy passages every single night and yep. taking him to the temple and speaking to him because she was obviously an educated woman um, about God. So um, we we have this beautiful history biblically. Yeah, uh, she was educated. She was um, intelligent. She was authoritative and and she spoke into the life of Christ. So that was something that also motivated me. I realized I do have models of people mm. who seriously took the birthing of this beautiful life into the world. And, um, but no one had ever taught me that. So I had to learn how to do it and ponder what would it look like to say, if God was whispering to me, this is a human being I've created in my image. How will you take responsibility for this yeah. life and soul and mind and shape it for my glory? And so yeah. I, I you know, I was learning. I had to learn a lot. I made a lot of mistakes. Thank you, Nathan, for your grace. I'm <laughs> <laughs> not mostly okay. But I, mom, I love what you say because that everything you just said gave this huge, important, beautiful, weighty, deep vision yeah. to what a mother is. And mm -hmm. to me, that's juxtaposed. And Joseph, you mentioned this a little bit ago with even when motherhood is portrayed as as not in a negative way in right. culture it's still portrayed in this kind of condescending like oh that's sweet you can be a little mom right even if they're not trying to escape over it here or yeah. Yeah. while we're doing it, the important things and the fun yeah things. and motherhood yeah. it doesn't is, portray mothers as civilizers i think that hmm. women are civilizers of generations you but know it, and it, it doesn't give that it's sexism in a way because sure, yeah. motherhood is in many in, in many many women's lives a huge part of the womanhood journey right and and it's so devalued, I think, today. It's this kind of side, oh, that's nice. Oh, you can be a mom. But what are you really going to do? What's your Wait, real so calling? So that, that's that, something I wanted to ask you, mom. Have you ever felt, um, and, and I obviously know the answer to this. Um, but I want everyone else to <laughs> Leading <hear>. questions. Yeah. <laughs> have you ever felt that, um, how, do I, how do I say this? Essentially, you always, when behind closed doors, you will say, I love my books. I love that I have a podcast. I love that I've gotten to speak. But my greatest work I've ever done is my family. The greatest work I've ever done is my kids. Have right. you noticed that 
um, that is not the sentiment of many people. Have you ever felt that pressure? Have, has anyone ever said, oh, that's great you raised a family, but it's, it's really cool that you wrote a book that was a bestseller or whatever. Um, to oh, yeah. me, that seems a pretty prevalent thing that a family is, oh, that's really nice. It's kind of like getting a dog, but really you need to do something important. And the motherhood is kind of this thing over here. It's kind of more of a hobby right. as opposed to motherhood being this central, beautiful, life-changing, world-changing, society-shaping thing. Mm -hmm. And I think we've lost vision for that. Have you ever felt that kind of um, pull or noticed that in culture? Oh, yeah. And I, I noticed it, you know, in the days when everybody was screaming or had um, flu or, you know, whatever else. You, kind of think, <laughs> <laughs> you know, does it does it matter that I cling to this up one more time? But I, I think that um, the thing that I was very blessed in is I had this very clear view of Christ and that mm -hmm. He, um, he mentored, he taught, he instructed, he was the servant leader. He washed 120 dirty men toes, mm. um, you know, before he served him a meal. And so when I fell in love with Jesus, I thought this is the model of the shaping of yeah. generations of people's vision. And wow. so I had this incredible view of my children. The value of, mm -hmm. of them was modeled to me by the servant leader Christ. And so um, I would just have one more quiet time, drink one more cup of coffee. And, um, you know, I would, I would think, um, you know, Jesus's work was hidden. He came with no stately mm. former majesty that anyone should look upon him, but the consequences of his servant leadership um, redeemed mankind for all ages. Yeah. And so I'd have one more quiet time. And I would think, okay, Jesus says that it's the hidden places where faithfulness and steadfastness lived out. Steadfastness is lived out. Um, because I didn't have anyone to support me or help me or teach mm, me. Yeah. It was something that I was, you know, that I feel like was my legacy to preserve. But was it hard? Yes. Did I earn every gray hair? Yes. <laughs> um, I, I truly did. But I, the more I did it, the more, you know, I, even with Nathan, I mean, I, I was thinking this week, he, he has grand gestures in his life. He's this bigger than life person, thinks he loves. And yeah. Um, it was so fun for me to have these individual human beings that I got to love and shape and, and influence because I knew that human beings are the most important asset in all of history. And so yeah. I just feel like I had the I had the blessing of beginning to understand these things as I was growing into my motherhood. Have, that's really. Oh, I have one more question. Have you? That that's absolutely beautiful. And on on that, I want to say, um, it's it's amazing as I look at what I'm doing today, and I love what I'm doing, and the things I've accomplished. None of that would have been possible without yep. your investment. And so, yeah. when people degrade motherhood, they're not yeah. just degrading moms or you. They're degrading what I have become because of motherhood. They're de they're degrading the value of human beings crafted by the hands of God and yeah. entrusted to yeah. the the very first place that human beings are entrusted by God is to a mother, and that's a pretty big um, thing, I think. Um, but I, I want to know. I had a question: Have you ever felt condescended to because oh, you were yeah. a mom? Yeah, as a matter of fact, I feel like many times, um, even in the publishing world, which I've mm, been because you write about moms. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, Oftentimes people would say, well, you know, all, you just write about motherhood and mm. do you have any bigger issues that you want to write about? <laughs> bigger or, issues. <laughs> yeah, or, or, you know, I mean, that's really sweet, but not, not everyone is interested in that. And our audiences aren't interested in that. They want something a little bit more um, visionary or inspirational. 
And so, yeah, it's been an uphill battle. I mean, there are many other, as you know, Nathan, there are many other subjects that I could speak well upon Mm -hmm. that I'm interested in. I read, I think I love art, music. I love, you know, history and, and, and world issues, but, but I keep, it's as though God keeps saying, um, this is your message because if, if parents or a mother, especially loses the imagination of how vastly important her work is, um, then children aren't going to have the, the protection, the shaping, the safety, the love, the intellectual stimulation, the emotional health that they were wired to receive in the place that they grew up, which is their home. And instead, it's going to be whatever the way I always say in the absence of biblical conviction, people go the way of culture. Mm-hmm. And so in the absence of biblical relationships with a mom, children will just follow culture and mm-hmm. secular media and whatever they are most impacted by. And so I, I fight this battle, but yes, I'm a very small minority writer. Yeah. Yeah. I have felt it. Mm. No, well, I've seen it. I've, again, another leading question. I've, <laughs> I've, seen, I've literally seen, and it just blows my mind. I will watch, um, how do I say this kindly, but pompous men and, and just people in you don't general. don't have to be kind. It's fine. Who will say, <laughs> I wrote a seventh book on the atonement uh, and think <laughs> that they, that their message went, I'm not saying that's not important, but that what they are doing, oh, that's motherhood stuff, even within the Christian publishing culture. That's sweet. Yeah. That, yeah. That's sweet that yeah. you're writing about moms. I'm going to go write about high theology that seven people will read and I'll change the world. <laughs> as she's raising children and helping a generation of mothers realize how important this actually is, but no, I, I have witnessed it with my own two eyes. And I, and I think a lot of mothers feel that way. Um, yeah. And I, I've even been speaking at large conferences where I was, somebody pushed me out of the large room where I had a lot of audience because they said, well, you know, um, we have a man who has his doctor who needs to speak on something important, even though I had more people in my room, uh, <laughs> I probably nice. shouldn't be telling this. No, story, no, no, but, but no, no, no. People, it's good for people to know that that's going on. Well, I and mean, it exemplifies had, what we're talking about. Yeah. That it, it's on a, topic. Yes. There is a devaluing <laughs> of motherhood and the topic of motherhood and the role of mothers in culture, both in secular culture and it even within Christian and within Christian culture. Yeah. So no, I, my, 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 you know, my mother was, you know, my mother and father met at seminary. My mother was ordained uh, a, a, a priest preacher and, but she decided to focus a lot more of her energy and time as she went mm-hmm. on once um, my sister and I were born uh, to motherhood. And she found that the, the, when she, when people found out that that was what she mainly did, you know, she, the people who used to be interested in talking to her, and having conversations with her and in and, and talking about theology in the way she didn't want to do that as much anymore hmm. because they're like, well, you're you're primarily, you know, you're strongly mother oriented. Therefore, we really don't have much in common that we can talk about or relate to. Hmm. And I want to talk about these things that are that are, you know, really important. And that was a thing that she uh, dealt with a lot that was that was very very hurtful. Now I wonder one of the things I, I there's a lot of things we've touched on that I think are really really interesting here. Um, one is sort of like the the industrial revolution sort of by by causing people to move apart sort of was a shift in how people um, saw motherhood and the importance that people placed on motherhood. Even to you know a certain degree, that's like okay, you know, women say okay, I want to do something important. I have to do something that is not motherhood and do do more and greater you know things and in, again you know and, and even people don't talk about this as much but you know you know 
men said, okay, I've got to focus less on my parental father role um, because I've got to do something more important, which is out there in the workforce. Um, so I, I wanted to sort of ask you maybe three questions you can kind of, you know, jump in at any way you want. It's like, one is sort of like where, um, what, what are what are sort of the cultural trends that we need to resist or ways to sort of re, reshape how we live our lives in society so that we're not uh, buying into sort of some of those cultural norms? What are things we can do in that way? What are things we can do to sort of um, show you know, women that being a mother is something that, uh, to have uh, something great that they can do, but also what are the ways we can concretely support mothers in our mm -hmm. lives, whether or not you are, you know, you're a woman and you're, you know, or you're a man, you know, what's, what are some of the ways that as a, as a society, we can be supportive in concrete ways. And reimagine. And reimagine, also reimagine yeah. it. Yes. Motherhood is yeah. beautiful and yeah. weighty. You know, the thing that I find in my own arena is that, um, I've, Rarely, I have once in a while, I've rarely met a mother who didn't love her child or didn't mm. want to learn how to love her child. Mm. And so I feel like a lot of mothers are coming into um, these situations. Um, many mothers have to work. I worked um, most of my children's childhood and I and I was very focused on them. I did a lot of my work early in the mornings or on the weekends or what, you know, I, I kind of shaped my job around um, being sure that the central things were the central things, right. but you wrote 20 books while you were homeschooling <laughs> yeah. and raising us and making us dinner and breakfast. I don't know no, how you did. I, yeah. <laughs> must have had a few more hours than no, I did. I, I, teach me. I, I, I need to know how to be that efficient with my writing. <laughs> well, I do. I am um, kind of a little bit neurotic. Um, and <laughs> All right. Become more neurotic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think that I would rather um, write a book um, or speak at a conference than wash another dish. But um, <laughs> yeah, I did a bit of both. But I think that um, for one thing, I, I don't like mommy wars. I think mm. that... Um, I think women need to support women mm. and um, older women need to come alongside. I think the thing I felt the most is I had no support systems yeah. um, and I needed a break and no one ever gave me a break. Mm. And I feel like I almost had a nervous breakdown, you know, a couple of times because it's hard to take responsibility and to work or to do all the things yeah. or even whether you, even if you don't work, um, it's just, you need a break once in a while. So I think yeah. the first thing is just, I, I wish that all women would um, would really cultivate accepting the context of the other women that they meet. Mm -hmm. um, I am for all women. I'm for all mothers. Mm -hmm. And I seek to try to understand women when they talk to me about the pressures. And I say, I know what you mean. And mm -hmm. um, so I think, first of all, it's we have got to develop healthy relationships with one another. Those mm -hmm. who work, those who don't work, those who homeschool, those who don't homeschool. Um, women need support and value from other women. Um, I also think that um, if, if, you, if you are able, a lot of young moms need support. Hmm. They need someone to bring them a meal, to, to make them a cup of tea, to play with their children. To And if, uh, we, if we say and give lip service to motherhood is valuable, we have to be a part of actually helping the moms who are doing this. Yeah. yeah. And I know, Nathan, you, you have done a number of things when we would work with people over the years and um, you would do magic shows for little kids, you know, <laughs> the babysit oh, them. Oh, yeah, um, that's pretty good. Why don't you ever do magic shows for me? <laughs> it's a long he story. He would pull the nickel out of children's ears and he would do all this fun stuff while, while we were working with other moms. So hmm. I do think that men and women, um, if they understood how profoundly important it was, mm -hmm. um, you know, in some way, if, if, 
everybody has too many things to be committed to, but there should sure. be a value in the way you spend time and money also. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do think that um, women need training. They need small mm-hmm. groups. They need older women to teach them, to show them how um, how to love their children. How mm-hmm. it's there's too many voices. It's discipleship. There's too many voices, you know. Should uh, that my child is screaming? Should I spank them? Because this group tells me I should. Should I kiss yeah. them and put them to sleep? You know, and and so that's why I do what I do. I keep writing and blogging and speaking, um, and podcasting because if somebody, I kept thinking I needed to have more children so so I could do it right. You know, because <laughs> so by the I time you got to me, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, you raised you perfect. I'm near exactly. perfect. Yes. Like, joy's perfect. I'm near perfect. Okay, okay, yeah. fair, fair. Yeah. Yes. But I, I really did. I thought I, I've learned so much as I've gone. And so then I remember thinking, if I ever make it out of this, I need to do everything I can yeah. to help come alongside, encourage, and inspire these precious women who have so many things to juggle. Yeah. And um, and so I, I think those are maybe three things I would say. And I would add, um, because I'm your son, um, to your list and say, I think that both in as artists, I want to see artists start yeah. creating depictions that take it will take a um, page out yeah. of our Catholic brothers and sisters books and actually value motherhood in our art and yeah. show it as something beautiful and weighty like this vision you gave us, um, as well as the people in our lives, when you hear someone, you ask them what they do and the husband says, I'm a banker. And you Mm -hmm. say, that's awesome, that's really cool. And the mother says, I'm a stay-at-home mom. Say, that's amazing. We we need to be as excited. and need to say, I'm a civilizer. That's (laughs) great. But we we need those connotations when we hear someone, I'm a mom, you are a civilizer, you are a life changer, you are a life shaper, you are a cultivator. We need to foster this idea um, that's that true. About, foster this vision of motherhood being yeah. valuable and weighty and deep. And and one of the most important things, rather than just something that toss aside, we need to foster this vision of importance around motherhood, both in our, yeah. in our thoughts and how we... And in movies and in books, yeah. I feel like there is a lot of ridicule mm-hmm. in a lot of movies. Um, you know, people are are hesitant these days to, to uh, watch or read things that are um, legitimately sincere, you know, mm-hmm. or... Yeah. Uh, yeah. They'll say it was corny. And I think, no, everybody deep in their heart has a longing to be loved, a longing mm. to have a place to belong. Mm. And if we could write good stories um, and and shape movies and, and shape books and literature around the beauty of human beings who love one another and who develop community and who mm. bring the roots so that all people can have a place to belong and feel comfortable. Um, those are the kinds of themes that I think would enhance the the vision of people. No, I think I think that you make you make an excellent point, um, Nathan. You know, I I want to see more mother protagonists. Yeah. You know, there's where it's like yeah, you know, exactly. where it's like where where you know again the mother can be the protagonist and her struggles, her joys can be at the center of a narrative. Her work is important. Yeah, her work, her life is at the center of a narrative. Because that's Wait what we don't see. hear my blesses and curses today. Oh, oh this is oh, be fun. <laughs> no, but so we don't see we don't see women at the center of a narrative at the center and and well we do see women, but if they're women, they're typically not mothers. We don't see mothers at the center of a narrative at a center of something worthy of celebration and importance yeah. that makes at that shows that we value it as a society. But I also say to your point, Mrs. Clarkson, it's 
I think it's fascinating how often the solution to things, see, we've talked about solutions and, and with people about solutions to different problems we faced before. And it's amazing how often the solutions come down to, you need to actually have relationships with other people in your life and mm-hmm. be t- investing in tight knit communities so that, right. you, so that you can give back because people need help and you need mm-hmm. to be ability helping other people and we get help from them in return. And the thing is you don't know what people need unless you're in relationship with them. Yes. Yeah, exactly. It's easy to put to, you know, to criticize someone if you don't know their context. Yeah. Well, I always, you know, there's the abortion debate has many different sides and you can think wrong, you know, this or woman's choice, whatever, but you're I, right. And you're wrong. Yeah. Whatever it is. Yes. <laughs> but I, but something resonated with me early on said, you can be against abortion. That's fine. But if you're not going to actively help the moms yeah, yeah. who are having yeah. to face this, then you don't really get to talk. So I do think there is actually responsibility and it all it looked different for all of us to that is part of valuing yeah. motherhood and valuing life is valuing motherhood and coming alongside moms and families and getting involved in the communities and portraying them. I love the idea of portraying moms at the center of a story. And the work isn't, you know, going in and fighting the lawyer case. The work isn't the spy work. The work yeah. is how did she raise well, her kids? Th- this is one of, the, one of the things that irritates me is that you had the Incredibles movie, which had one of the best, you know, uh, mom protagonists. Stealing my blessings and curses. But, well, I was going to say, well, but, 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 it's, well okay, well, I was going to say in Incredibles 2. Were you yeah. going to do that? Oh, never mind. Okay, yeah. we'll let you no, go. No, no, yeah, yeah. But, oh, but this is, yeah, I'll, I'll let you go because I know you're going to say that. If you don't, I'll, I'll say it later. But uh, but yeah, it's it's, I think, it's very important that we, we should be, um, we should be portraying that in our art and our lives more. But yeah, ultimately I want to see because my mom and the vision she had for motherhood changed my life mm. and affected so much for the positive. I want to see on a cultural societal level, all of us come back to this value of motherhood that will mm-hmm. encourage people to take this on as something that's good and meaningful and weighty. Yeah. Cause I think that will change the world. Yeah. And like you pointed out and we'll, and we'll close with this, like you pointed out, we'll give you one last um, uh, comments that literally the God of the universe entered our universe through into a mother. And if you yeah, talk about someone who gave life to him. Yeah. So any last yeah. thoughts, any closing words on motherhood, how important it is, how much you love me, how I'm your favorite, <laughs> I'm your favorite child. I do. I do adore you. Um, I think that the, just to add to what you said, uh, I love what you all do, but um I think that hospitality, it's the caring for other people. Mm-hmm. I yeah. think that as much as possible, one of the most important things is to invite women into my place to serve them, to mm. treat them, but also to give them a real life picture of what it looks like to create a life-giving place where little ones can flourish. Mm. And um, I think that if a lot of people would take on the responsibility of reaching out and loving and caring for women, even once or twice a year. Mm. Um, you know, you all could do something. I don't know I what. You could, we're doing, this it. is what we're doing, mom. <laughs> <laughs> I think she needs something else. But, that's, <laughs> but, no. No, but I mean, uh, you know, that, that you didn't, that you were willing to play with children. You always have mm. been that way. Um, but I, I think that it is relational. It's what yeah. you said. It's relational. It's um, if something is really a conviction, it will work its way out into mm-hmm. your life. But I love this theme. I think it's so vastly important. And you can have me on any time you want. <laughs> You're going to regret saying yeah. that. But... <laughs> no, but... We're going to have you come back and talk about one of those subjects that you don't get to explore in Ooh, your that's books. that's a great idea. And you don't get to explore 
um, and your books or podcasts, we're going to have you come talk on a subject you've, you've always wanted to, but never gotten to. So that's the next one. I love that. Send, that would send, be so send us a list. Send us a list. Of your favorite and, things. Oh, I know. Just half of all. You, yeah. you know all of them. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, that's awesome. So now we're going to uh, switch over, switch gears to one of our favorite segments. And we only have like maybe two segments. Say, we only have two, two segments. segments. <laughs> <laughs> um, but is our blessings and curses of the week. And so after this is your first time listening, um, then we always uh, say one piece of art that we think uh, we want to bless that has to do with our theme and one piece of art that we want to curse that has to do with our theme. So uh, Mrs. Sally Clarkson, if you would like, what uh, do you want to start us off? What is uh, some piece of art that you want to maybe bless and one maybe to curse that has to do with the subject of today? Well, Nathan knows that um, that we all in our family, we cherish these. It was a seven-year series called Tales of Avonlea. Road to Avonlea. Uh, Road to Avonlea. Yes. But we, yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And uh, Tales Road to Avonlea. Thank you, Nathan. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, one of the mothers in it, her name was Janet. And she was, uh, you know, it's the warp and weave of the messes of family and, and mm. situations and fun and, and drama that they got involved in. But she was this steady, um, loving, hmm. um, providing, life-giving um, kind of constant woman. She was a gravitational and, force for everything and everyone. In yeah, the and she was winsome. I mean, she was fun and she was loving and she was funny and um, not perfect, but just a great, like you said, gravitational force. So I do like Tales of Avonlea. Look for Janet. She's really wonderful. And I think... Think? Did you want me to say a negative one? Yes, we curse, do. curse we something. <laughs> okay, I, I really, um, the, the picture of um, Harry Potter's mother figure, who is mm-hmm. the sister of his mother. Um, his mother is also another beautiful picture of sacrificing her life. Yeah. Yes. Um, sacrificing her life um, for the well-being of her son. And um, that that shaped his whole destiny. But the um, the aunt was uh, demeaning and demoralizing, and she yeah. devalued him, and she was totally pompous and you know wrapped up with herself. <laughs> did um, not grasp the vision from motherhood. No, she did not. No, and and um and I just think that um it with even within that those books, um you can see this vastly differing role models. Yeah. Um, By the way, those are two that came to my mind. You heard it here first, folks. Sally Clarkson has watched and read Harry Potter. Oh man, <laughs> I'm gonna lose so many doubt viewers over this. <laughs> oh, you can cut that I'll part, take, you can I'll edit take, it. Yeah, we'll yes. take that out. Yes. Uh, oh, man. Okay, we can talk about something else if you want. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, so so now Nathan, everybody's got a, a preview of what your blessings and curses well, are. Well, I have, yeah. I have a lot, I have a lot of thoughts because I was trying to think over the best mother figures I could in books and movies. Um, and well, one book I'll just say is different. Uh, I wrote oh, with oh, my mother. Oh, yes. oh, I haven't heard of that. Like and the and I, get letters, I get letters almost every day I about people love that book and it was Nathan's idea. But I would like, I do think it's a beautiful, because it literally is a story about a mom and a kid. And someday I'd love to make this into a movie um, and we'll get famous actors to play ourselves. And we'll, <laughs> we'll retire on, on uh, but um, 
but yeah, I do. I did love the process of writing, of writing different with you. And I think it is a powerful testament to motherhood. And uh, so I well, will. The subtitle is different. Different. The story, the story of an out, outside the box kid and the mom who loved him. So I'm going to bless my own book today. Um, <laughs> but, but I have so many thoughts. But on it's that. shared with her. I'm blessing <laughs> okay. half of it shared with her. All right. All right. And then I'm going to bless um, the first Incredibles, which you mentioned. Okay. Yeah. I love yes. this depiction yeah. of parent and just family in general and family and motherhood. Yep. There is a work they're doing together. Yeah. They're saving the world. They're all superheroes. If you don't, if you haven't seen The Incredibles, you know. What are you doing with your life? Yeah, go see The Incredibles. <laughs> but it's, it's a Pixar Disney film about a family of superheroes. And they are conquering evil. They are um, going after the bad guys and doing this. But the real story, the real value is the family and how they interact with each other and how they love each other, how they support yeah. each other. And I have always felt an affinity for um, the kid. Obviously, I looked like yep. a little him when I was yep. a kid. Yep. Um, and, but the mom is portrayed as both strong and tender and loving yeah. and just as capable. But it, it was just a beautiful picture of motherhood and family right. on a whole. And it, and it valued her motherhood as highly as it valued her defeating the bad guys. Right. Which I thought was just absolutely beautiful. And then I'm trying to think of a curse. So part of me wants to bless this and part of me wants to curse it. Gilmore Girls, because this is all about, <laughs> this is all about mothers. Yep. Um, and part of me wants to bless it because for once in a very barren landscape of, yep. um, of media that does never portrays value or goodness about mothers, you have an entire story about someone who chose against all odds to be a mom. And so right. I think that's actually a beautiful thing. Now, I, the only curse I would say is that obviously there's, she makes a lot of mistakes and does it very imperfectly and have a lot of critiques of how she raises her kid. But on a whole, I think it's a beautiful thing that we actually saw for once a story right. about a mom um, who chooses to be a mom and sees the value in the beauty in it, which is very different actually than The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, which was her next show. And I actually loved Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. It was fun, it's interesting, but it's all about her saying, eh, mom, being a mom isn't that great. I'm yeah. gonna go do something more important. And she literally leaves her kids the entirety of the show. I don't know her kids' names and I've seen every season. <laughs> and, and it's that motherhood is a secondary kind of annoying thing that gets in her way on her way to her real dream. Yeah. And so it's interesting to see the juxtaposition between um, uh, whoever the woman who created both of these shows yeah evolution of her of her thought process exactly so my curse is um uh marvelous mrs Maisel and how motherhood is seen as a secondary disposable thing uh on her way to her true dream becoming a comedian in in dingy clubs uh so (laughs) that's yeah much more important much more important work um your blessings yes, and curses. Yes. So I'll say my um, blesses and curses. I I I will say my bless because you you took Incredibles. I did. Which which I think I mean Incredibles is pretty pretty fantastic. I will say well I'll add to that. What I think is you talk we talk a lot about the imagination and how our how we need to revive the imagination about motherhood. What I like about the Incredibles and Elastigirl is they they really take um, the imagination of like being a mom. And use that for the superpowers. You say, like, okay, being a mom means you're pulled in a bunch of different directions. And, Interesting. And that means, okay, so that's so her powers become a reflection of her, her reality. Of her reality. And the thing is, that's the kind of stuff I would like to see in art more. Is like, let's take the like use and let's. I mean, let's make that a part of our imagination um, mm-hmm. and use that for the storytelling. And so I think that that, that was a uh, that that's something I, I love about that. I want to, to bless now. We see, I'm making sure I get the name right here somewhere. 
Um, okay, so the the Night of the Hunter is another, I think one of the, has one of the best depictions of motherhood that I've seen in film. Mm. It's an old 1955 film and, mm. uh, and excuse me, um, wait, where is the, where are the, I don't know. I forget the name of the, uh, forget the name, but there is a wonderful depiction of a woman who is taking care of raising a bunch of orphan kids. And she's the protagonist of a story mm. that's about a evil con man preacher who's trying to prey upon children. And it's this mm. great story shows like what happens when like, you know, you know, fathers in people's lives get torn apart. And when there's nobody to defend children against the wolves in the world. And she becomes this, protector of children and raiser of children in the mm. ways of God and uh, protects them from the wolves and raises them. great. It's, it's how I never heard of this. It movie. is, it is considered one of the best thrillers of all time. Really? It's really? It wasn't film. cool. It's the night of the hunter. And I'm going to watch that. It's, it's, it, it's, it's a, it's a scary film, but it is beautiful. And it's one of the best pictures of motherhood sort of iconically that I've ever seen. So definitely so watch that. And protecting. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Raising, inculcating and protecting. It's got all of that in there. It's, it's, it's really cool. Um, the other thing I will say for my curse, I'll say do two curses briefly. I will curse Incredibles 2, partly because it's just a mediocre film. Okay. And in comparison to the first one, it's mediocre. But secondly, I thought that for Elastigirl, the depiction of, they, instead of deepening and exploring her as a mother and her in relation with the family, they decided that in order to focus on her and make her more of the star of the movie, they had to take her out of the home and essentially make her uh, take her away from that in order to expand and develop her as a character, which I felt was, again, just reinforcing the idea that in order for a character to become more central to the story, they have to be outside of motherhood or fatherhood or parenthood. And so mm -hmm. I really didn't, didn't like that aspect of it. I will, I will also, finally, I'll curse the movie Tully starring Charles, Char Charlie's Theron oh, last year. Movie, yeah. And the reason I'm, I honestly, I blessed the intention because the intention was to do a story that was a, a mother protagonist and show what the um, life of a mother is like and what it, what it is. But I have to curse its execution because it was just so awkwardly done and done in a way that I like most mothers would not enjoy the movie that yeah. it, it just didn't end up being the didn't celebration that audience. it wanted to be. And so this is the thing. It's like, look, somebody's trying. That's great. But we just need to do better. I mean, you need to be, which means we need to try more times because we try more times than there will be some good that comes out yeah. of it. Um, so, okay, cool. Well, awesome. Well, so um, thank you very much for, for coming on, uh, Mrs. Clarkson. What would you uh, like to plug if people want to uh, reach you or find what you're doing or uh, something, you know, what, what, where can people find you and what would you like to, they should check out of yours? Oh, you're so sweet. Um, I, of I course, enjoy my podcast a lot, and it's um, At Home with Sally and Friends, or just At Home with Sally, but they can find anything I do at sallyclarkson.com, so podcasts, blog posts, books, um, anything. And so, real quick, what's your, give us just the, the one sentence um, description of your newest book that just came out. Uh, it really is my personal story about the shaping, inspiration, education, forming of my four children hmm. and the wonderful ways that um, I saw miracles happening in my home. Just I, It was my philosophy of uh, education and discipleship and mentoring and kind of the details of how that was carried out. Awaking oh. Wonder. Awaking Wonder. Awaking Wonder. So go get a copy of Awaking Wonder. 
And uh, if you want to get in touch with uh, us, the Overthinkers, you can go to theoverthinkersjournal.com and learn more about us. We have some articles on there and listen to some other episodes of the podcast. And we will have more, we promise. Yes, more, more <laughs> are coming. Um, and uh, you can also check out our, on our, our Facebook private group. We have hundreds of members now and we're having fun. We have daily discussions. I love it. I watch it daily. I just and, love and it. Hey, Carson. Sally Carson watches it daily. Yeah. Yes. Might see I, it's comments. so fun for me to see, to sneak in and see that all the secret things people are saying. Isn't about that fun? It was really good. But we, we have a blast there's yeah. questions and art and interesting articles and discussions and memes. and so many memes yeah. so <laughs> it is and, so and fun add themselves i think that's oh really yeah cool. yeah so we, there's hundreds of overthinkers there we'd love to have you so it's the overthinkers private facebook group so please join that uh leave us a review um it helps us so yeah. much to get this podcast out there and aside from that, if you want to get a hold of me, go to nathanclarkson.me or find me on the socials. Joseph, where can people find you? People can find me at all of the socials, um, well, most of the socials, and at my website, uh, josephholmestudios.com. Well, thank you again very much, Mrs. Sally Clarkson, for being on. Thank you, everyone, for listening. And remember, if it's worth thinking about, it's worth overthinking about. Overthinking about.